the first episode of God Flow. And uh, I go by the name of Free the Center. I got my dude on here. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Yo, I go by the name of Lee Cruz, man. Welcome to the podcast. You already know God Flow. So definitely we wanted to bring together a podcast where we 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 basically incorporate our Bible study. It's me and Lee, we've been bros for years. And uh, recently, like throughout COVID and stuff, we've been having like our own personal Bible studies with each other. And the Bible studies have been like really, really rich in content, really, really rich in, in revelation. And we're also rappers. So I thought it would have been dope to try to combine both of those two worlds and just use that to be able to to bless you guys the listeners out there so we about to get into the book of john which is the first book of the gospels in the new testament so i'm gonna be reading from the the new international version you know what i'm saying you guys that are listening it don't matter what version you have you know what i'm saying like you got the new King James version or if you got the message version, you know what I'm saying? It's good to compare and contrast each version so you can get a better idea of what uh, of what's being said. You know what I mean? One version may 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 just speak to you and, and speak the language that you speak. You know what I'm saying? Another version might not be for you. It's all cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to start off with John. And it says, uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And he was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made. That has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God and his name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human descent, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth through Jesus Christ. So I'm going to start right there. And um, when I first read this, man, like I looked, uh, I looked into the reason of like okay well why did john particularly and 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 john the 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 john that the the gospel of john is named after for the audience is not the same john that's being described in the text here so the john that's in the text 
That's uh, John the Baptist, or during that time, he would have been known as John the Baptizer. Uh, the John who wrote the Bible, this this was um, a disciple or a student of, of, of Jesus the Messiah. So I wanted to know why did uh, John, the, the student of Jesus, that's what that's how, that's how we're going to separate the two. We're going to call John the Baptist, and then we're going to have John the student of Jesus or the disciple of Jesus. I wanted to understand like what made him decide to write to write uh, this account of the gospel, because when you really think about it, there are there are are, are, are four accounts of, 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 in the Old Test in the New Testament. I'm sorry, in the New Testament of the gospel from four mm-hmm. different men who walked with Jesus, and I wanted to know specifically, like, okay, why did John specifically? feel the need to write this account and when I was looking into it it was quite interesting because I found out that John wanted to focus more on the the divinity of Christ you know what I mean or basically Christ being God you know what I'm saying he wanted to fo- his gospel focuses more on on the the we call it the hypostatic union which basically means that uh Christ is fully man but right. at the same time Christ is still fully God so he wanted to focus on that and I loved how he opened up where he says in the beginning was the word and for those that don't know the word is Jesus Christ you know what I'm saying if you go through the gospels Jesus basically said to, to his listeners that he's the word you know what I'm saying he's the word of God and it says in the beginning was the word now let's say we put Jesus's name there right and it will read this and we could do that because we know that Jesus is the word and it will read something like this it would say in the beginning was Jesus Jesus was with God and Jesus was God <laughs> he was with God Jesus was <laughs> with God in the beginning <laughs> so <laughs> that like when I read it like that I'm like yo that is so amazing like he starts off his book he starts off his his, his uh his account of the uh, of the gospel of the good news because gospel means good news right off the gate that listen jesus is god bro and uh it's interesting because we have like not us particularly but the 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 the, the culture of christianity has developed like you have so many cults out here or even some denominations that will deny that Christ is God. You know what I mean, for for instance, the Jehovah Witnesses, they don't believe that Christ is God. They believe that um, Christ was the the angel, uh, the angel Michael or whatever. But John, the student of Jesus, right? Like that's something we also got to look at. Like this is not just some random individual. This is somebody who saw Jesus who, who, who with his with his own two eyes who touched Jesus with his hand who was around Jesus who learned directly from Christ the Messiah yo I have you know I have man? a question Go ahead. is it is Go it ahead, safe bro. to say that John was one of Jesus's best friends yeah okay it's definitely safe to say okay because even even in scripture right it, it says that that John is um the disciple that Jesus loved like scripture only mentions like three people. Not not saying Jesus doesn't love everybody. We gotta be specific. Right, right, right. People right. are wrong with that. But during his time on earth, there were 
three specific people that are mentioned in, 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 in the text that uh, it says that Jesus loved, you know what I'm saying? And meaning in a sense that he had a, a, a deep connection or a, a real deep relationship with these people on, that he didn't have with everybody else. Right. So, and uh, John is, is mentioned as one of those those three people. Yes. Now, I mean, the reason why I bring it up is because um, I want the listeners to know, like, this is not somebody that Jesus just, you know what I'm saying, walked by or healed or fed and kept it moving. This is somebody that was with jesus day in and day out that can really really um like his words hold truth because he's been there right so you know that's what i want um you know the listeners to realize that you know this is not just some flimsy oh yeah i saw him and you know that was cool but this is somebody that that his words really hold value right right somebody whose words actually hold hold value he's a um he's an eyewitness right you know what I'm saying he wrote um I think like yeah not I think but he wrote three other uh, books in the New Testament and and in one of those books I believe he says that this is not he said exactly what you said bro fire <laughs> he says this is not some fable or something we made up in our head like we were eyewitnesses to this man like we seen there him. we go he touched him Peter I believe I believe that might be in Peter. That, that might be in John, but I believe Peter was saying that was going off like, no, we are eyewitnesses of this. And then you got to remember too when, when uh, the these uh the, these books in the Bible during this time were being written, they're all being in the New Testament especially they're all being written within a, a similar time period. So if John is lying about something then there's other eyewitnesses around that saw Jesus. The Bible says that after his resurrection that he was seen by over 500 other people. So somebody would have wrote that this man was a liar. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like somebody would have came out with it. Even the um uh it's a it's a dude who's not he's a historian but he's not a uh, a follower of Jesus, uh Josephus. He talks about how uh, Christ had followers and how uh, he was crucified by the Roman governor and how his followers, uh, they believe that he came back from the dead. And then there's other, I believe his name is uh, Tertullian, another historian who who's not a follower of Jesus and he makes mention of him. So it's, it, it's, it's a lot of evidence out there that uh, backed by the, the existence of Jesus so we can it's safe to say Jesus Jesus Christ or, or Yeshua the, the Yahushua the Messiah as he would have been called during those days uh, it's safe to say that he actually existed on this earth like there's, there's historical evidence that he actually existed now the case comes in we know he existed it narrows down to is he who he says he was? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is Jesus the Christ? Is Jesus the person that the the Bible says he is? Is is, is he the person that 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 he claimed to be? And that's where I think there's like a lot of division between like different individuals, different denominations, and different our uh, religious uh, theologies and things like that. I stopped at uh, 18. You want to pick 18, up from there? 18, 18. All right, cool. Um, now, this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, 
who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, no. They said to him, who are you? That we may give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am. The voice of one crying in the wilderness makes straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said, Now these who were sent from the Pharisees, and they asked him, saying, Why do you then, why then do you baptize if you were not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there stands one among you whom you do not know. It is he who, coming after me, is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am now worthy to loose. These things were done in Bethany, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he whom I said, after me comes a man who was preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said unto me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Yeah, that's wow. that's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. Now, like, what, what's your take on that? Um, I was reading, um, like the introduction. I have a study Bible, so yeah. Um, there's a portion in the study Bible that talks about Christ in the Scriptures, and that John focuses on yeah. on Jesus's claim that he was God by including Christ's seven I am statements. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd, etc. John doesn't take right. any chances that we might miss what these I am statements suggest. He records certain occasions when Jesus equates himself with the Old Testament I am, Yahweh. You can't be more specific than this. Most assuredly, I say to you before, Abraham was I am. So, what I'm getting out of this is more like um, just John uh, bearing witness to the priests and the Levites. Um, I see a lot of John talking to like humbling himself and and almost like like talking less of himself. Like I am not. Like don't right. get it confused. I am not. I just came to baptize with water. And and um, bigging up Christ, you know. Um, even during yeah. John's uh, witness at Christ's baptism, he's like, "Yo, I came to baptize with water." And when he saw yeah. when he saw um, when he saw Christ, he's like, "Hold up, this is the Lamb of God right here that takes away the sin of the world. This is the one that I'm talking about." Wasn't me 
This is the one who right. I'm talking about that comes before me and after me. Who is preferred? I think the word right. preferred holds a lot of value because it's not just, you know, somebody that's requested. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, if you had to pick between two pastors and you're like, nah, you know what? I like this pastor better. But the other pastor has a word. He moves in the church. You know what I mean? Like he's he's the pro- he's a prophet. You know what I mean? Like all these things to where it's not like this is not I'm not just choosing this guy because of how good I think he is, but I prefer him because he's the true one. You know what I mean? And I feel like that has that's right. that's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, because when I was doing my little uh, exegesis and, and just basically trying to get a better idea of who uh, John the Baptist was, it's like I had to look at some of the other Gospels and, and, and try to understand, okay, what is said about him and as a whole? Because all of the Gospels, they really, they're not different Gospels. They just basically make up the, the whole picture. It's kind of like they're, they're each one of them are puzzle pieces because they're all focusing mm. on different points. So uh, with John the Baptist, one thing I got from him was they they agree that John was sent from God. So it's like basically like God sent God. I mean, God mm-hmm. sent God. Mm-hmm. God sent mm-hmm. John <laughs> for a particular plan and a particular purpose. Then I was like, okay, let me look at John's family. Like what type of family does he come from? And then we see that John's father, he's a he's a priest. You know what I'm saying? He offers up he's a he's not only just a regular priest, like he's one of the priests that basically offers up like sacrifices and stuff for the people during this time. Excuse me. So he was he was definitely raised up in a in a in a a, a home, a household where he he definitely had to know who God was like if your pops is a priest it's just like nowadays kids who parents are, are, are pastors or deacons in the church you raise your kids a particular way when it comes to the ways of the Lord and then I also noticed that John's mother was barren mm-hmm. she was definitely barren meaning she wasn't able to, to have any kids so John is what we would call today basically a miracle baby so there was a, a specific plan and a specific purpose on his life because the circumstances of the of the world, just just his mother not being able to mm-hmm. have children, that's a circumstance of the world stating that this man was not supposed to be here. Wow. <laughs> but what is made, what is impossible with man is made yes, possible sir. with God because God had a plan and a purpose. And God did not care that the that according to the mm-hmm. standards of the world, this woman wasn't meant mm-hmm. to have children. It's not what the standard. God is ruler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's authority. He gets the final say over the circumstances of the world. So all he got, it, all he did was speak in the word, and and we we got everything we see today. When God speaks to to, to Elizabeth's womb mm-hmm. through the uh, archangel uh, Gabriel, Elizabeth gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she's not just pregnant with just a baby that's not important. She's pregnant with with who Jesus says out of his own mouth, there's no other prophet greater than John the Baptist. Fire. Jesus says John the Baptist 
is the greatest prophet, greater than Moses, greater than Elijah, greater than David, all of the prophets that we have in the Old Testament. Jesus, out of his mouth, says John is the greatest prophet. Fire. So she gives birth. <laughs> right. She gives birth to the, like, like she had, and it's crazy because when you really look at it, right, during this time, right, like a woman child, a woman who could bear children within uh, this culture, it meant a lot. Like it meant that this woman had status. You know what I'm saying? Like she wasn't, if, if she was able to bear children, she wasn't looked uh, funny upon by all the other women because it's like you're 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 creating a legacy for your family, particularly your 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 husband's mm-hmm. name. So. For all of, and she's old so that's another thing I want to throw out there Elizabeth is old she's an old woman so imagine somebody who's old never having a child how much ridicule she had to get from her family she had to get from her peers possibly even her own husband who's a priest mm. and he's looking at it like dang my legacy is going to die because I had <laughs> married this woman who can't even bear mm. me children <laughs> He had to accept the fact that, it, well, it wasn't even a fact. He accepted the, the the standard that the world was pitching to him that as, as soon as him and his wife died, his legacy died. Now, what was interesting, right? Because during this time, polygamy is is, is still, uh, it, we're under the old covenant, right? So polygamy during that time and that culture, it was a thing. It was, it was legal during that culture. God didn't have a problem with it and stuff like that. So it's interesting because you can tell Zachariah loved Elizabeth because he could have just taken another wife. You know what I'm saying? But in the plan of God, like for whatever reason, he stuck to, to, to he, 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 he just accepted that. You know what? I'm not going to go out of this. I'm going to just accept it. To the point where even Gabriel some, hey, I'm coming from God. You're going to have a kid. He didn't believe Gabriel. And what did Gabriel do? Gabriel made sure made him a mute. He wasn't able to speak until the birth of his mm. son. So when I look at all of these circumstances, I'm like, wow, John has a, 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 a major purpose on his life. So then now it's like as he gets older, right, as he starts to grow and uh, he starts walking in his purpose, he starts walking in his, his calling. He's just doing what God ordained him to do. You see, he's starting to draw a lot of attention to himself. Everybody, he's like the man. If we wanna, if we wanna get, get technical, like he's a celebrity. You know what I'm saying? Within this, within this time, he's a local mm. celebrity. If you wanna say, so. if we wanna call who would it he, that, who would he be? Who would <laughs> like so people? Let's yeah. Who would he be? He'd probably be like a a, a Michael Todd. You know what okay. I'm saying? Can we talk? You know what I'm saying? A Lecrae. <laughs> T.D. T.D. Jakes you know is fire, I mean? by the way. T.D. Jakes fire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he's a he's a, he's a a local celebrity during this time. The people are coming to him as their spiritual advisor. Even other spiritual advisors, the, the Pharisees, were coming to him because the, the plan and the purpose on his life was way much bigger than him. Even though it, it, it included him, it was still bigger than him. It wasn't. It wasn't really about him. It was always about God. Mm. And I just, I just feel led to say this. You know what I'm saying? Like, talk like, about it. And this, this is me ministering to myself too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like uh, the plans and the purpose that's over our lives. 
they're meant to benefit us. Like they, they're meant to include us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason God selected us for specific plans and purposes. But we have to realize that it's not about us. It's ultimately about him. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because when you realize that it's ultimately him, it's like it's gonna it's gonna benefit you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's gonna you're gonna go much. John is the greatest prophet right out of the mouth for the Lord. He's the greatest prophet. What does God have to say about you? What does God... You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to look at it from that perspective. But before I go off on a tangent, because I I just got... I got caught up in that. So it's like, he has all of these people coming to him, and they want to know who he is, because they see the the blessing on his life. They see that... that, um, God's hand is clearly on him. The people during this time, they clearly acknowledge that John is a man of God, even the religious leaders. So it, it's it's quite interesting because they see that. And the first thing John does when they start asking him, is he the Messiah? Is he the, is he the Christ? He's, he lets them know plainly that he's not the Christ. And then what you just read, when he, he sees uh, uh, Jesus walking by, he starts proclaiming to the people that this is the Messiah, that mm-hmm. this is the Christ right here. You all acknowledge, you all have have, have watched me and seen my life and seen my ministry mm-hmm. and came to me for um, spiritual advice and guidance and how to get closer to God. Mm-hmm. And you, you all can testify, I am a man of God, I am sent of God. If you can testify that, then you should believe me when I point and tell you like this man right here, <laughs> He is mm-hmm. God. He's gonna take away the sins of the world. You know yep. what I mean? So even yeah, even the Levites, I yeah, was asking right, him right. like, like even the Levites, I was asking him like, who are you then? If you're not the prophet, right, right. if you're not Elijah, like who are you? And like, what better right. way to prove them wrong? Right? Pretty much, is it like, yo, right. behold, this is the man right here. What's up? What you wanna do? Right. You know what I mean? Wait, say that one more time, brother. You was breaking up. Oh, I was saying, um, I said, what better way to prove them wrong? Because they were asking him, like, yo, if you're not Elijah, if you're not all these things, then who are you? You know what I'm saying? What better way to prove them wrong? Like, yo, I'm not the Messiah. This is the this is the Messiah right, right here. Right. That's what I was saying. So that, yeah, so I think that's pretty, pretty amazing, and it's interesting too because I wanted to see like, like I started researching like, okay, what does uh, how do uh, how do uh, Jewish people view uh, John the Baptist, mm-hmm. right? And um, it's interesting because we all know that they they accept all of the prophets, but when it comes to like. New Testament, they're kind of like they disregard it because they don't they don't ex- they don't accept Christ as being the Messiah for whatever mm-hmm. reason, right? But when I was looking up, like, okay, well, who do they? What do they say about John the Baptist? And it's interesting because when I looked in the Jewish Encyclopedia, they credit uh, John as the original of the Christian movement. So 
that that was pretty interesting to me because at first, you know, you see, I'm like, no, he ain't, it's Jesus that's the <laughs> originator of the Christian movement. Mm-hmm. But then when you really think about it, you're like, no, act, that's one thing they actually got right in a sense because being a Christian just means to follow Christ. So John, technically, according to scripture, this is the first man to basically tell people to follow Christ throughout the in the Bible. Like he's the first one to be like, no, we got to be like him. He's the Lamb of God. We got to follow Christ. Uh huh. It's the way for the Lord. So I thought that was really interesting when I saw that. I thought that was really interesting. Mm. So what we got left? Yeah. So let's get back into. Yeah, let's get back into the remainder. We're at verse yeah. thirty-five, and uh, it says, "The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, "Look, the Lamb of God.'" When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and they saw where he was staying and spent that day with him. It was about the 10th hour. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him we have found the Messiah that is the Christ and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said you are Simon son of John you will be called Cephas which is translated as Peter or Rock. The next day Jesus decided to leave Galilee. Finding Philip he said to him follow me. Philip like Andrew and Peter was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip and Nathaniel and Philip found Nathaniel and told him we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote Jesus of Nazareth the son of Joseph Nazareth can anything good come from mm. Nazareth Nathaniel asked come and see Philip when Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching he said to him here's a true Israelite in whom there's mm. nothing false how do you know me, Nathaniel asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the tree. You shall see greater things than that. He then added, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son mm. of man wow that was an interesting uh, interesting verse right there I want to well, because when fault. I was going no I was just yeah, gonna, I, I wanted to focus just like on the ending here um, when Nathaniel asked him like how did you know like how do you know me and right. Jesus only said one thing. It wasn't like he had to sit there and explain himself and give multiple accounts. And, you know, oh, I heard stories about you, I, you know, X, Y, Z. It was like, yo, how do you know me? Jesus said one thing and it was like from there, he declared right. him the rabbi, like the son of man. I mean, the, I'm sorry, the son of God. So a lot of the times 
teacher. When yeah. we get a word from God or, you know what I'm saying, when things happen in our life that we question and we like, nah, you know what? I don't really believe that. I need another reason or I need something else to happen. It was just like, yo, the first time I asked him, he told me and that's how I believed. So I feel like, I feel like somewhat we have to take up after Nathaniel. Like, yo, like God said it and that's the end of it. When Nathaniel asked him, how do you know who I am? Jesus said one thing. It wasn't like Jesus had to go on a rant or give him multiple accounts as to how he knows him and explain himself. It was like Nathaniel asked a question, Jesus answered it, and Nathaniel was like, you're the son of God. Like, it was really that simple. And I feel like we kind of need to take up after Nathaniel because a lot of the times when things happen in our life, we second guess it. Like now we need, I need more miracles. I need more of this to happen. I need, oh, I need a word. Oh, you know what? I wasn't too sure about that word. I need a word from somebody else. And it's just like, yo, like when God says it, it's done. You know what I mean? So um, it just, it shows the character and it shows the faith of Nathaniel that God said it once and he believed and that was it. And we should take up after that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting too from a, as as believers from uh uh of like ministering to to people who may not know the lord it's like one we gotta follow jesus like jesus is not here arguing to try to prove his right point with right people. right <laughs> and the, the reason because of that is because the holy spirit is already working on the hearts of individuals so it's like us as believers, when we come across those that are not in the faith, it's like we have to realize that that it's like just like John the Baptist, there was a plan and a purpose for his life. God was using him to to, to point people to the way of the Lord. We got, it's the mm-hmm. same thing we got to do. We're not called here to, to beat nobody in the head. <laughs> We're not called here to, to attack people, to mm-hmm. abuse, to hate people. We here to point people to the way of the Lord and just seeing how Jesus, like Lee said, like he's just straight to the point. Like, and that we already know the Holy Spirit was working on Nathaniel because whatever happened mm-hmm, under the tree mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk about was, it. was already taken into account that that he was gonna and it was a reason why Jesus called him. You know what I mean? Mm. He played a part in and him being mm-hmm. called. So when now, when he is face to face with with the Messiah, and and the opportunity of, of salvation, really, if we want to be technical, is presented to him. It's up to him to either choose on his own and his own free will, because God was working on him, but God is not going to force him to, mm-hmm. to to choose him. It's up to him to 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 decide whether or not when Jesus says to follow me <laughs> whether or not he is going to obey and follow him or whether mm-hmm. he's going to reject him now thank God Nathaniel decided to follow him but if he would have decided to reject Jesus Jesus you know what I'm saying would have kept going mm-hmm. about his mission you know what I'm saying not saying he he, he didn't love him he didn't nothing we, we're talking about the right. divinity of Christ now. the divinity of Christ right kept going yes, after Nathaniel you know what I mean but the humanity of Christ is like he's showing us examples as human beings like if somebody don't want to follow me 
just keep doing the work. Oh, that that's I nice. To do. I mean, <laughs> I mean, also too, like what? I feel like Jesus knew Nathaniel's faith. Like I know that once I give him my right. answer, you know he's gonna believe, and it did set an example right. for um, the Levites too and the Pharisees. Like they kept questioning. You know, they, remember they kept right. questioning John. Like if you don't say, if, you know, if you're not this guy, this guy, this guy, then who are you? Who are you? Who are we want to know? We want right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. And it goes to show like in right. front of these people, I'm gonna ask this, I'm gonna tell this man one thing and watch him believe. You know, so he said example for them right, too. Right, right. Yeah, and it's it's interesting with the Pharisees, right? Because these are during this time, right? The Pharisees are like religious leaders. They're like they're they're basically the spiritual advisors. To, to to the people the children of Israel or mm-hmm. the people in Israel right they're their spiritual advisors right so everybody can, everybody is agreeing that John the Baptist is a man of mm. God so when the Pharisees <laughs> who claim right the Pharisees who claim to be the quote unquote Holy uh-huh. Spirit advisors right when they come to John to be baptized for remissions of sin, he doesn't welcome them right away. You know what I'm saying? The first thing he says to them is, you brood of vipers. Who told you about this so you can basically escape hell's fire? Like, that, that's what he's basically saying. And it's interesting because I was, I was looking up, like, like, what did he mean by that? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we just read the word mm-hmm. at the face value and we don't really dive in and dissect okay why did he say this so just from a a, a, a a historical perspective on what would happen a lot during those times in uh in uh in israel so they would have like fires and stuff like that right like let's say uh a barn or something it caught fire a bush or something caught fire Usually a lot of snakes would live, live mm. in those areas, right? So when something caught fire, you would see a lot of snakes slivering out of, uh, of the fire trying to escape. But the, being that the snake is not that fast and the fire is usually catching up on like grass and hay and stuff, the snakes, even though they, they may have escaped the, um, the, 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 the burning building, so to say, the fire will still catch up to them and still burn them up and mm. disintegrate them anyway because <laughs> no matter how much they ran from it or, or what they did they, they they just they just didn't have the 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 uh, let's for lack of better words the tools mm-hmm. to escape it so it was their destiny you know what i'm saying they were destined to burn mm-hmm. up in that thing so when john says that he's adding a he's painting a picture for everybody around to understand it's a metaphor but and then the metaphor is because he calls them a brood of vipers the word brood when i looked it up it means uh basically like children or after one's own kind so he's basically saying they are children Mm. of a snake so (laughs) or children of a serpent so we all know if we we read our bibles people We all know who the Bible identifies as the serpent of old or the snake in the garden. He's talking about the devil. So when John says that to these religious leaders 
who are who are supposed to be the the, the spiritual guides who are supposed to be pointing people to 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 a, a, a lifestyle of God. He identifies them from a spiritual perspective like it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside you are children mm. of the devil right so, that's hard <laughs> that's hard how do you take that in like, you're children of the devil and even though now you may have escaped that burning bush or that burning building over there you're still destined for that fire to catch up to mm. you and consume you and as we get deeper in the chapters of John <laughs> You're going to see why he said that. I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, don't say that about people. <laughs> Going to hell and stuff like that. Listen. <laughs> nah. God is a God of love, but he's a yo, God, God is a, Yo, right? God is a G. God is a straight you know G. So as we get deeper, and we get deeper in the chapter of John, you guys are going to see why he said that. I mean, we're not just going to let... Let y'all hang, and that's just the cliffhanger. You know what I'm saying? So y'all can keep tuning in. <laughs> Gotta find out next work. time on episode two, you heard? <laughs> Word. So yeah, man, that was a good uh that, that was a good uh recap. You got anything um, else you would like to add, Lee? Nah, I think I think I pretty much touched on everything that I wanted to. Like, I think that we should, yeah. you know, for last words, um, take up after Nathaniel and when God speaks you got to believe you got to have that faith um not to continue you know questioning god um when things happen you know like sometimes people like something happens you're like why me like are you real like what's going on if you were real you loved me so much why would you let this happen to me quick story man quick story my fault um on thursday i got into a car accident right and I grabbed the duct tape in my car. I wrapped it. I wrapped up um, the bumper with duct tape. And usually, you get into a car accident. You're like, "Oh my gosh, my insurance! Oh my gosh, I gotta pay for this. I gotta pay for that. Why is something like this happening to me?" But no lie, I kept my cool. Like I wasn't upset about it. I wasn't angry. I even let the person go. Like we're not even gonna go through insurance. You know, I have. I have a lot of patience and I had a lot of like, I don't know, like, I just, I felt bad for the dude because it was his fault. I said, yo, just go. And the very next day, I was able to trade in my car. The way it was looking up busted and everything. I was able to trade in my car and get a new joint. I had a 2008. Now I got a 2015 with a system, with um, beautiful interior. It's a bigger car. And the reason why I say this is because... Um, when things happen to you don't question God like God you love me so much why is this happening to me first of all everything happens for a reason and soon enough you're going to find out and what I found out was it was time for me to get rid of that car and it was time for me to get into something bigger something newer where I wouldn't have as much trouble with it so it's like the blessing like the grass is greener on the other side and the blessing is coming so you know just learning from this it's like don't question God too much just like be still trust in God and watch the blessing come you know um, you were talking about something earlier that um, that reminded me of the scripture 
where it says that God turns around, God turns everything around for the good of those that love him is called according to his purpose. And um, I didn't been through too much not to believe that scripture um, and know that that is absolutely right. true. And that's what I pick up from here, man. So those are my last words. I hope it's encouraging to the listeners. Um, and yeah, my name is Lee Cruz, man. I'm Frida Center, man. We definitely want to thank all of tuning in to the, the God Flow podcast. It's really God Flow Bible study, but you know, I want to thank y'all. So we're going to be doing this joint weekly since it's a Saturday, I guess. Tune in every Saturday. Word. It's going to be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, anywhere you can listen to podcasts. You're going to be able to find it. Also, follow us on uh, IG uh, at Godflow underscore. Word. Saying, and just be up to date with, with, with encouraging scriptures and and uh, encouraging and motivated uh, CHH music. So, God bless you guys. That's a fact. Peace. Peace.